0: easier, and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. That was quite sassy, wasn't it? I hope that you're all well. As you know by now, my name is Mart, I am your host, and this week I'm back in the UK and I am in dire need of another bloody holiday. So where do I start with this? Like, I don't even think I mentioned this in the episode a couple of weeks ago because it was pre-recorded, but you know the night that we went to Shania Twain that night in Leeds? We had just got in the arena. We both got a drink. We both took our seats, you know, as you do. It, it was like rammed with people, as you can imagine. There's like thousands of people there. And we both got a drink. We took our seats. We spent the next hour or so, you know, just sat ch- chatting away as you do. The support act had been on. Shania was about to start. The lights went out. Everyone stood up, you know, as you do at a concert. And the older guy behind us kept tapping on my shoulder and saying that he couldn't see. And I was like, well, stand up then. And I say older guy, he was in mid fifties, I'd say tops. And he just kept saying, can you sit down please? And I was like, well, can you not just stand up? It's a concert. We've like paid. It was something ridiculous. Johnny got us the tickets for Christmas, but it was something like 350 pound for the tickets. Absolutely ridiculous. I agree. But I was like, I'm not spending that much money to go to a concert and sit down. You know what I'm saying. So we weren't the only ones standing. Like I say, 80 to 90% of the arena was standing up. He was just being a bit of an arse. So anyway, after about five or six songs, Johnny sat down and I thought, you know, don't be bullied into sitting down just because the man behind you won't stand up. And he could stand up, by the way. He wasn't disabled or anything like that. He just kept saying, I don't want to have to stand up just so I can see. All right, whatever, Trevor. Um, Anyway, I noticed that Johnny was like looking along to the side of the aisles, like, because we were like dead center of this aisle. And at first I thought he was seeing how many other people were stood up. But I noticed that he was kind of like still doing it a few minutes later. So I asked him what was wrong. And he said that, you know, he really didn't feel very well and he wanted to go outside for some fresh air. So I was thinking, oh my God, the last time this happened, funnily enough, was at Anne-Marie and um, Johnny's back went off halfway through the concert. He's like a little old lady, bless him. His back went off halfway through the concert and we had to go and stand at the back of the arena and watch the rest of Anne-Marie's set from the back while Johnny stood there in like crippling agony and pain. And isn't it funny that like Anne-Marie and Shania Twain both have a song together called Unhealthy. And that's exactly what Johnny was, the irony. So anyway, um, he didn't feel well. He wanted to go outside for some fresh air. So we kind of made our way to the end of the row that we were sat in. You know, I was trying to like push people out the way and say, excuse me, can I get out the stairs, blah, blah, blah. And as I turned around, I noticed that, like, Johnny hadn't followed us. He was still stood where we were. But now he was kind of doubled over and he was just looking at me. His eyes were bulging out of his head. He was clenching his chest. He was really screwing his face up. Like, he looked like he was in absolute agony. And I think the shock of that took me a couple of seconds to realize, like, what was happening. So I ran back along and the man in front was like, excuse me. And I was like, I'm really, really sorry, but can you not see he's in pain? So, I ran back into the row, I grabbed Johnny's hand, and as I pulled him, he just kind of fell to his knees. But he was still clenching his chest. So, I started shouting out for help. Obviously, Shania's still blasting away, and a girl in the row in front asked if she could go and get help. I couldn't really hear what she was saying over the top of the music, so I just said yes, and off she ran to get the paramedics. And I just remember looking at Johnny as he crawled to the main set of stairs at the end of our row... And his eyes just went. They went into the back of his head and away. He was gone. He was totally unconscious. So everyone's staring. I'm screaming for help. Seven paramedics are running up the stairs. And when I say paramedics, they're St John's ambulance. So the average age was 50 plus. Still grateful for them, though, obviously, because they absolutely saved his life. Um, But Shania's still singing away to, Whose bed have your boots been under? The paramedics just kind of evacuated lots of surrounding seats so that they could work on him. They had his legs in the air to try and get blood to his head. But as you can imagine, he was late on a set of metal steps going down the arena. So when they put his legs up in the air, obviously his bare back is just against these metal steps. Oh, my God. You just heard him scream in pain. It must have like brought him out of his unconsciousness. And then, obviously, they tried to put him on this, like, board that they tried to clip together underneath him, which I think obviously nipped his skin. And then watching all seven of them try to pick Johnny up, all while Shania's still blasting and singing away, just staring at us the entire time. It was comical. Anyway, to cut a long story short, the paramedics basically couldn't even carry the stretcher, so they had to slide Johnny down the staircase. By this time, he was fully awake. Everyone was staring, so he just closed his eyes out of sheer embarrassment. And when we got in the treatment room out the back, backstage, they peeled Johnny's t-shirt off him, and, I mean, they handed it to me, and it literally slapped off the floor, because by this point, he was absolutely soaking wet with a freezing cold sweat, um, they dried him off. They put ECG pads on him. They took a heart tracing. And like I said, to cut a long story short, they told him that they thought he had just had a heart attack. Johnny is younger than me. He's 33 year old. So obviously we were both like, what the actual fuck? And then whilst the trainee paramedic rammed a needle into his arm, and I mean rammed a needle into his arm, blood squirted up the wall. He yelled out in pain. And honestly, I I nearly passed away. I just saw the blood. I saw it all up the wall. I saw it dripping down the side of his arm, dripping down the side of his body. And I was like, oh, here I go. So, two of the paramedics had to hold me up because I thought I was going to pass out then. They nearly had to put me on a stretcher as well. So, they basically told us, you know, we would have to more than likely spend the night in hospital just to get checked out. So, off we were carted backstage. Johnny's on a drip by this point. Um, and they popped us in an ambulance waiting to go. And the paramedics basically were just doing one final ECG before they went. But they couldn't get the ambulance out because Shania was due to finish her set in four minutes. Yes, we had missed the entire fucking show. And she was on her last song now. I think she was doing Man Feel Like a Woman. That's kind of all I could hear from backstage. Um, so they had pulled her bus in front of the gates to get her on it and away from the arena before the crowd started pouring outside. So Johnny jokingly said to me, you know, if she runs past this ambulance, get a video, tell her I'm I'm like on here, about to be taken to hospital. She might give us, you know, free tickets for Vegas or something like that. So sure enough, four minutes pass, the backstage doors burst open and guess who runs towards me right past the ambulance? Shania. And what did I say out of nervousness? Great show, Shania. My partner's in hospital. And off she went don't know why I said my partner's in hospital. I meant to say my partner's in the ambulance half dead because of you. Thank you, babe. Um, so I put that on Twitter and I put it on Instagram and I tagged her. Off we went to hospital about four or five hours later after loads of tests, after me having to stand outside because there was no room in any because of all the smackheads in Leeds. And Johnny was basically discharged, I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning or something, 3 o'clock in the morning, something like that. So we got home back in Newcastle at stupid o'clock in the morning. He's fine now, by the way. It's not happened again since, and they can't find anything else on him or on his heart or whatever, so we still don't know what the hell it was. We're still treating it as a heart attack, even though the blood markers didn't show up for a heart attack. We have no fucking clue what's going on, basically. So the next day, I got a call from someone from the arena just to check, you know, that everything was okay. It was great aftercare, to be honest. And that, you know, Johnny was resting up. They asked me if they could share the story with a couple of members of the local press that were there that evening who saw it basically all unfold because, like I say, pretty much everyone that was sat down on the seat saw it all happening. So I said yes, that was fine. Next thing I know, I'm in the bloody Yorkshire Evening Press newspaper. I'm on ITV News with Johnny. They'd use that video of Shania running to a tour bus. Jesus Christ, still haven't had a message her though. Still waiting of the tickets for Vegas, you know. That don't impress me much, Anaya. And then in Spain, just to top it all off, Spain last week at Johnny's Moms, we'd been there for two full days, having the time of our life, obviously, because it's just been, we've both been in full work mode. It was just nice to just chill out. And then Johnny suddenly got a cold that turned into aching, flu-like symptoms. He spent a good three days of our holiday in bed, sneezing, coughing, aching. So we've had a fun fortnight. And I've been playing Nurse Mart the entire two weeks, so yes, although I am fresh back from holiday, I feel like I need a bloody holiday. But it's good to be back, isn't it? And we're 10 minutes in. How are you all? I know you can't answer, but it's kind of courteous to ask, isn't it? We're 10 minutes in this episode, haven't even started. So here we go. I had a message off someone on Instagram earlier this week called Carly. Hello, Carly. Um, She asked if I had a blog or any Instagram posts about numerology. And I told her that it's not something that I'm really, really massively familiar with. And she sent me this amazing link, which I'm going to pop in the show notes as well, because it basically gives you a free numerology report. You basically go to video.numerologist.com. But like I say, I'll put it in the show notes as well, because some people can't spell. The amazing thing about this is it's free and, You don't even need to input an email address. All it asks for is your first name, your date of birth, and it gives you a kind of 10 minute personalized video that breaks it all down. It is amazing. I've done one for me, I've done one for Johnny, I've done one for my mom, I've done one for my best friend, Nikki. It literally describes us all to a T. Obviously, I knew about angel numbers before, but that's only part to do with numerology. So I thought, "Oh, this might make for an interesting podcast episode. So here we are, how to manifest using numbers. Oh, and you know what? I met a numerologist actually when we went to Happy Place Festival. She was Emma Mumford's friend, one of Emma's friends, I can't remember for my life what her name was. She was from America. She told me I was a life path 4. I had no fucking clue what that meant, but she listed off a life path 4s like qualities. And it was me down to a T. It was like, you know, love to help people learn um, massively and leadership and stuff like that. They basically are teachers in the world. And I was like, oh my God, this is me. It described me down to a T. You know what? I really should have just had her on this episode. It's too late now. It's Thursday night. This episode goes live in six hours. So what is numerology? The, um, I was going to say the dictionary, but Google describes it as a belief system that assigns meaning and significance to numbers, but not just numbers on their own, their patterns as well, particularly in relation to a person's life and destiny. So basically, numerology's principles, they vary across, you know, different cultures and traditions, as with most things in life. But numerologists believe that when we analyze or interpret numbers associated with a person's name or birth date or, you know, other significant life events, they can gain insight into their personality, their life path, and potential future outcomes. So numerology typically involves reducing numbers to their single digit form, except for master numbers, but we'll go into that shortly, like one, one, two, two, three, three, blah, blah. Um, And assigning specific meanings to each digit. So these meanings can vary depending on numerology system being used, but most commonly you've got, you know, one is leadership and independence, Two means cooperation and balance. Three means creativity and communication. Four means stability and organization. Five means change and adaptability. Six means harmony and responsibility. Seven means analysis and introspection. Eight means ambition and power. And nine means completion and spirituality. So by understanding the numerological aspects of our life, we can make choices and decisions that align with our life path, and that's going to enhance our chance of success, happiness, and fulfillment. And some people even use numerology to, you know, predict future events or make decisions about important life changes, such as, you know, changing career, finding a compatible romantic partner, the list goes on. So if someone finds meaning and inspiration in numerology and they believe that it helps them set goals, make decisions or find direction in life, you know, that's going to help serve as a tool for personal growth, self-reflection, all that jazz. Ultimately, it's going to help us to manifest our desires because, you know, like manifestation isn't just about one thing. I say this all the time. It's about goal setting, taking action, mindset, external circumstances, and some people might incorporate numerology into their personal development practices because it's just one of many belief systems and tools available, such as crystal healing, visualization, feng shui. So just see this as another tool to add to your ever-growing toolbox. So let's look and we'll start off with life path numbers because life path numbers are a key concept in numerology. And life path number is one of the core numbers in numerology. It's derived from your birth date, okay? So to calculate your life path number, you typically follow these steps. So write down your complete birth date, including the month, day, and year. Okay, so for example, my birthday is the 30th of March, 1987. So I'm gonna write that out as 30031987, zero, zero, okay? So you're gonna add up the numbers in the date. So for me, it would be three plus zero. So we've got a three there. Then you're gonna add the month, so mine is zero, 03. So we've got another three there. And then I'm gonna add up 1987 because I'm old as fuck. So one, nine, eight, and seven comes to quick math, 25. So I have three, three, two, and five. So then what you're gonna do is you're gonna add those up. So the two and five become seven. The three plus the three is six, plus the seven is 13. Then I'm left with a one and a three, one plus three equals four. So I am life path four if that's a bit too confusing for you, don't worry. If you go to video.numerologist.com, like I said, that link in the bio, it does all this for you. Um, but yeah, that's how you basically calculate it. The only reason that you don't add numbers up is if they are a double digit, such as 11, one, one, two, two, or 3-3. Three, three. They are master numbers and you leave them as they are basically. So when you've got your life path number, life path numbers have very specific meanings. They're believed to represent our personality traits, our tendencies, and life's purpose. It's kind of like, you know, when you read a horoscope and you're like, oh my god, that is evilly me. Like I'm an Aries, for example. Um so, for example, my tendencies are that I'm a ruler. Um, you know, I like to lead, I like to rule. All that shit. And it means that I'm quite, you know, fiery, quite hot headed. I like things done in a certain way. It's literally me to a T. This is what numerology is saying about you as well. Numerology is pretty much the same thing. So it gives you a representation of our personality, our tendencies, and our purpose. So if you got a life path one, you are a leader okay so you are independent you love leadership you love innovation you are very very assertive if you got two you are the diplomat so you like cooperation you like people to live in harmony you are very empathetic towards other people you're very sensitive towards other people if you got a life path three, that means you are the communicator. You love creativity, self-expression. You're very optimistic about life. You always see things as you know glass half full and you have a love for social interactions. If you got number four, like me, you are the organizer. You love practicality. You love stability. You thrive off hard work. You have such a strong sense of responsibility and you love everything that you take charge of. If you got number five, you are the free spirit. So you love adventure. You love change. You adapt to change. You have a desire for variety and freedom. If you got number six, you are the nurturer. You are responsible. You are very caregiving. You're full of compassion. You're the kind of person that people go to if they wanted to bitch about someone or to, you know, just get your opinion. You have a focus on family and community. Number seven is the seeker. So you're always looking at the why. You love deep analysis. You love to look inside and introspection. You love spirituality. You have a quest for knowledge and understanding. If you've got a life path eight, you are filled with ambition, success, wealth, and a strong sense of authority and power. We know that the number eight sideways is the symbol of abundance and infinity. So it incorporates all of that. And then lastly, if you got number nine, you are the humanitarian. So you are compassion. You are selfless. You love idealism. And you have a desire to make a positive impact in the world, okay? So do you know what's weird? Like, my birthday is the 30th of March, 1987. Like I say, I know, I don't look that old. But that means that when you add it all up, it all comes to a four. And I'm a life path four, So four, believe it or not, is also my lucky number. I don't know if you're new here or if you've been around since episode one, but can you remember the story in episode one of this podcast about how I won the ITV game show Tipping Point? Because there are four drop zones that you can put your coin down to knock others out of the machine. And I stuck in the end game, I stuck with number four, most of the way through, in fact, and I ended up winning three and a half thousand pounds. And the only reason that I used to... Like say that four was my lucky number. And the only reason that I chose four to put my coins in at the end of that game was because Beyonce said that it was hers as well. Isn't that sad? So much so that Beyonce called her fourth album four. She then called her first born child Blue Ivy Carter. The reason that she chose Ivy and the reason that she has Ivy Park, her fashion range, is because in New- Roman numerals, I V like one V is four. Did you know that? A little useless Beyonce knowledge for you there. And whenever she releases an album, she always drops them on a day that has a calculated total of, you guessed it, four. So if it's good enough for Beyonce, it's good enough for me. Look where she is, look where I am, yeah? So four is my lucky number. You might wanna try and figure out what your lucky number is, or you might just wanna copy off me and Beyonce. I mean, I'm not exactly going to start living my life all down to days with a, a four or calculate it as a day four. You know, some people find meaning and insight in their life path numbers, that's all. Other people just view it as fun or interesting, kind of without taking it too seriously. Like I say, a bit like horoscopes. Some people though, they like to incorporate numbers into their manifestation practices as a form of symbolism or personal reflection. So you can use numerology in your manifestation effort if you choose to do so. So, like I said, determine what your life path number is. So, calculate your life path number using your birth date or, as I've mentioned, use that link. Um, Because understanding your life path number, that can offer insight into your personality traits and your potential life purpose. It won't directly help you manifest, but it can provide guidance on, you know, aligning your goals with your natural inclinations. So, if you want to manifest with numbers you need to identify a number that is meaningful or significant to you. For example, you might have a lucky number like I was just talking about there, or a number associated with a specific goal or a dream. So for example, like I always wanted 30,000 pound a month in my business. So my number was 30000. So it would have just been an overall three when you add them all together. So you can use numbers associated with a specific goal or a dream or a number that just resonates with you for personal reasons. And you can incorporate these numbers into your manifestation practice. So for example, if you write all of your goals down, you might split them into three individual like, little steps if three was your number. Or you could just write a big number three on there, put it in a circle so that that three is present on the paper. You can incorporate these numbers into your manifestation practice so many ways. You could do three candles. You could do three bay leaves as you are writing out. You could have like... um. You could even be listening to, you know, some meditation music that the hurts of it, um, add up to a number three. There are so many ways. So what I would do is I would write down my goals, my desires, and my intentions, and just use your knowledge of numerology to align your intentions with the symbolism of specific numbers. You might even, if your number was three, I'm just using three as an example, by the way, but you might want to draw like a a triangle on your paper. And you might want to put at the top what your goals are. You might want to put at the next point of the triangle, how you're going to get there. And then at the last point of the triangle. You might want to put something, you know, how you're going to feel at the end of it. And I've done a video on this myself, actually, how to manifest using a manifestation square. And the main reason that that might have even happened for me is that my nookie number is a four. And obviously squares have four sides. That might have been me incorporating numerology into it without even realizing, do you get me? Hope you do. So you can incorporate numerology symbols and numbers in your visualization, your meditation, Just imagine yourself achieving your goals while focusing on those numbers that resonate with your desires. You could even write it on the back of your hand if you really wanted to or write it on your palm. But visualization can help to reinforce your intentions and to create a sense of belief in your manifestation. So you might also be thinking, well, Ma, I see numbers all the time and I see different numbers all the time or I see the same numbers all the time. And that kind of ties in with angel numbers, as that's usually their way of guiding us. So we all have angels around us. I need to do an episode on this as well. I need to get Kyle Gray on the show. Kyle Gray will be amazing to explain angels because, yeah, it's a bit complicated for me. But, yeah angel numbers are basically their way of guiding us. So the first guy I ever dated, sorry, Johnny, if you're listening, I know you probably won't be, but the first guy I ever dated, I remember asking him to be my boyfriend when I was like 17 or 18. And the time on the clock in my car was 21.38. So every single night at 21.38, we would say, happy anniversary as a joke. But honestly, for years, even after we split up, I would see 2138 on the clock every single night. So seeing the same numbers repeatedly, you know, such as 111, 222, 333, or any other sequence, that's often referred to as angel numbers or synchronicities. And many people believe that these repetitive number patterns, they hold special meaning or are a form of communication from a higher power of the universe. So there are a few interpretations of What it might mean when you see the same numbers all the time so some people see it as guidance and messages so they believe that you know numbers are messages from spiritual beings or angels or the universe and these specific messages are associated with each number sequence and they can vary but they are often seen as signs of guidance reassurance or just some kind of inspiration Seeing repeating numbers can also be interpreted, you know, as a sign that you're in alignment with your true path, or that your thoughts and your actions are in harmony with your desires. It's like a cosmic nod of approval. It's like the universe is saying, yep, you're on the right path, well done you. Repetitive numbers can also serve as a reminder to be more mindful and present in your life. They can encourage you to pay attention to your thoughts, your feelings, your surroundings. So whenever I see 111, for example, I always think, what am I meant to take note of? And I look around me and I just be mindful for a few minutes and just see like, what is it that they want me to pay attention to? There was one time that, I don't know if you remember, but I I'd just been meditating and I saw 111 and I thought, what is it that I need to pay attention to? I looked up and I saw Hay House's logo on the side of a book. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get a, a book deal with Hay House. What did I do? I emailed Hay House, they emailed back. This is still ongoing, by the way. This book is going to be out in 2046 by the fucking sounds of it. But I truly feel that seeing that 111 at that time was basically telling me to take notice, okay? So some people turn to numerology to interpret the significance of specific number patterns. And there is a great book on my website. I think it is, oh, it's about 10 pound, I think it is. It's called Angel Numbers by Kyle Gray, I hope. It is available at cannycrystals.co.uk. If you use the word podcast, you can even get 10% off as well. Um, But yeah, for example, number one is often associated, you know, with new beginnings. Number two represents balance and harmony. The list goes on. But the meaning of repetitive numbers can also be kind of personal and subjective. So you might associate a particular number sequence with a specific event or person or feeling in your life, just like I did with 2138 all the time. So if you frequently see, like, repetitive numbers and you're curious about their significance, you can explore interpretations based on your intuition, your personal beliefs, or your spiritual practices. Some people even find comfort and inspiration in these number patterns because, like I say, it's almost like they are being sent to us from the universe. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode, just before I finish, is how we can then use these numbers to help us manifest what we want in our life. Has anyone heard of Grabovoy numbers? So this is really weird. This is something that I ended up being sucked down a huge rabbit hole of videos on TikTok, maybe a year or two ago. And it basically said that just by writing out these numbers on a paper and reciting them throughout the day, we could manifest what we wanted in life. And ironically, this sounded a bit too much like a cheat code, but I tried it. And the code that I had, this was about a year or two ago, like I say, so forgive us. But the code that I had was for wealth. And I feel like, you know, yes, I'm in a much better place with money now than when I first wrote down this code and I shoved it in my wallet. But was it all to do with the code or was it partly to do with the code, partly to do with feng shui, partly to do with crystals, listening to wealth subliminals, setting intentions on a new moon, tapping... Dancing naked around a fire on a full moon, you know, all that jazz. I don't do the last one, by the way. Um, so I'm going to give you all the info, because like I said, the more you do, the more that all this might just snowball for you. What's the harm? So if you head to cannycrystals.co.uk, from the main menu, press the word blog okay, B-L-O-G, you'll see that I've popped in some info this morning with some basic codes to get you started, as well as basic info on GrabAvoy numbers. And it also shows you how to use these codes in our lives and ultimately manifest what we want using numbers. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you would like to support me, don't forget you can use the word podcast as a discount code at either cannycrystals.co.uk or cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk, you will get 10% off everything. I've also got to mention that I have loads more pieces of Moldavite as well as Moldavite necklace pendants. Yes, they are back by popular demand. I finally got my hands on them. Oh my God. The guy at the mine, he was literally like saying to me, oh my God, we've put aside all these Moldavite necklace pendants because we know that you haven't had them in a while. Do you want them? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. So I literally spent about £5,000 on these. So please go and buy some. Um... And, you, you know, you can get much more on the website as well. It's not just all about Moldavite. It's just that Moldavite flies off the bloody shelves. Uh, check it out on the website. You can use that discount code as well. Before it all goes, you get 10% off. If you would love a 30-day free trial of Audible as well, because you know we love self-development here, have a look at the links in my Instagram bio. Hit the 30-day free trial button. I am at Canny Crystals on Instagram. Go and give me a follow. It's great for self-development. audiobooks books on the go. You can cancel whenever you want to. You can Sign up, download a book, and cancel straight away if you really want to. But if you've enjoyed this episode, please go and do me a solid. Leave a quick five-star review, like, share, follow, whatever. Share it to your friends and family. If you know someone that's interested in mindset, self-development, be like, oh, you need to go and listen to Canny Crystals. But tag me in your pictures of yourself listening along. Screenshot whatever you do. I am at Canny Crystals on Instagram, and I will see you all next Friday for another episode. Have a beautiful weekend, guys. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.